Welcome to the Fire and Earth Podcast with your hosts, Jason Mefford and Kathy Gruber. Fire and Earth, giving you the keys to unlock your limitless potential. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Fire and Earth Podcast. I'm your co-host, Kathy Gruber. And I'm Jason Mefford. And today, we're going to talk about the new, new normal, right? We're going to throw another new in there. Um, because I know, you know, as Kathy and I have been talking, it's, we were living under a new normal for about a year. Now things are kind of thawing out, if you will. And so we're going back to a little bit of, of normalcy of what we had before. Uh-huh. And making that transition is not necessarily as easy as, as, as you know, like snapping your fingers. Right. So let's just kind of get in, I guess, and talk about, because I know, Kathy, you said a lot of your clients are struggling with it. I know you and I are talking about we're struggling a little bit with it. So what's going on and how can we get back to the new, new normal? Yeah, the new, new normal. Oh, man, I was just getting used to the new old normal after the old normal. I don't know. There's so many normals. (laughs) I've never I've never been normal. So, I mean, I got an extra boundary there. Um, What I'm finding is my biggest challenge is so things have literally like that, seemingly like that, gone back to the way it was before. I have I my my client load is booked. I'm booked weeks out. My in-person speaking gigs are coming back Two court case, two court cases. I do expert witness work that have been dormant literally in the same day said okay we're ready so suddenly my schedule that was do you want to play pokemon in the house or in the hammock became (laughs) 30 people vying for my time and it's stuff that i have to do you know it's like i put things into place during the pandemic that are now all happening whether it's guests on podcasts or tv appearances or i'll sure i'll write that article for you i have nothing else to do so now it's all happening and there's a part of me that isn't ready to go back to being that busy. So I'm resisting that. And there's another part of me that I think kind of forgot how to be that busy. Like I I set my Capricorn aside for a second and she was having fun not having to be in charge. And now I'm having to, you know, set those boundaries again and figure out how to get back to that. And, you know, the lists are saving me. The lists are saving me and looking through my schedule and going, what do I have to say no to? You know, so I think it's, it's again about boundaries that well, I didn't need to have during the pandemic that now I've got to bring back and I have a new perspective on that. Well, and it's interesting because there's, there, there's been boundaries along the way, right? But, but, but in the, you know, I mean, you and I are, are blessed, if you will, don't have small kids at home where, where you know, I, I, a lot of people that I've talked to, they do have small kids. So they had to coming home having the homeschool, having the whole family under the same roof, you know, 24 seven, they had to set some pretty serious boundaries at that point that they didn't have before, right? Like the door closed on my office means I'm on a call. Don't knock, don't, don't open the door and yell at me. Don't, don't do that. Right. And, you know, between this time and this time, it's school time. So we're going to sit down and I'm going to, I'm going to play teacher for an hour. Then I'm going to go back to work for two hours Then I'm going to, you know, do this for another hour. Right. So a lot of people were, were struggling with the new boundaries or how they were going to kind of change. And then, like you said, I mean, almost like a flip of the switch, especially here in California, the governor says, all right, with like a week, weaker." two of notice was all that 
every school district in the state, if you want your money, you got to be back in person in school, right? So all of a sudden, I mean, having, you know, stepson and, you know, girlfriend of stepson that are teachers, it's like all of a sudden this threw a big wrench in what they were doing and also from a parent perspective, right? Yeah. Now you got to switch back or like you're talking about you and I, you know, it's like all of a sudden, you know, things were kind of going along. They were still going along. Okay. But we were maybe at 80%. And then all of a sudden everything thaws and we're at 120%. I was just going to say, <laughs> well, and for me too, because I had to stop seeing clients. There was, yeah, because yeah. I'm still doing a little bit of massage. And so to fill that time, I brought on coaching clients, people that I could either do from across the room or from across the world on zoom. And so a lot of my massage slots, those times that people had, they're filled, they're filled with something else. And so I've had, literally had people call me after a year and go, okay, I'm ready, I'll take my spot back. And I'm having to go, uh, I don't- <laughs> That 10 o'clock spot is gone. <laughs> I don't have that anymore. You know, there's one woman that had bought a bunch in advance and she called me and she said, okay, I'm ready. And I can do the one last one she paid for, but I do not have space for her. So I'm having to find my like voice of going, you know, I'm sorry, I can't see. I can't see you anymore. You know, one of my most loyal clients, I've seen him every week for probably 16, 17 years. He's now down to every other week because I don't have the space to see him every week. So it's put, it's forcing me to find those say no boundaries, which I'm not real good at. You know, I'm just, I'm not, especially with people that I've known for a very long time. It's like, I, I do want to keep seeing them and I can't. So how do I say no in a way? I mean, I figured it out. But it was uh, it was a challenge of now saying no to people who just thought they'd walk right back in. Well, and I think that it brings up an interesting point too, right? Because I mean, everybody's going to have to make the decision of do you like what you've been doing in the new normal under COVID, <laughs> or do you want to go back to what you were doing before, right? And yeah. so again, I know like like you've kind of changed your business around. I've done some things on my business as well. And it's like, do we want to go back mm -hmm. to pre-COVID days or do we want to choose to just continue kind of going the way that we're going? And that that's going to be different for each person, right? I mean, some people are going to be like, no way, <laughs> give, give me the pre-COVID stuff. That's what I loved. I hated, yeah. I hated this last year. And other people that are probably going, you know what? This wasn't so bad. In fact, I've, I've reprioritized you know, maybe what's important to me, things like that. I don't want to go back. Right. Yeah. And so it's, it really kind of becomes this introspection period for everybody on what do you really want? Because you've got, again, a, a reason to make a choice mm -hmm. or to continue doing what you've been doing. Which one do you want? Right. Well, and on, I mean, you and I have that choice. So many people don't, you know, I've got several clients who were in organizations who they've been out of the office for a year working remotely. And now their boss is like, okay, we're all coming back. And they're going, no, no, no. I liked afternoon romps with my husband and I liked walking the dog and I liked working by the pool. And what do you mean I have to come back? So, you know, for people who don't really have a choice, how do they, how do we help them adapt to having to go back to something that they're resisting? Yeah. Mm. Well, because I mean, that's a good question. Like you said, I mean, so actually some research I've been doing about risks in the remote work environment. Mm -hmm. Some of the studies I was reading, 96% of people surveyed 
96, that's, that's big, almost that's everybody, want either to work completely remote or have a hybrid schedule where they only go into the office one or two days a week. So this is something from a business perspective that, you know, again, maybe for people that are business owners, mm -hmm. listen to your people. That's statistically significant, okay? Yeah. That you're just going to be pissing people off if you force everybody to come back into your place of business all the time, right? So are there ways that you can do things different to balance both what people want while also being able to, you know, provide the service that you're giving. And for some people, hands-on work like massage, you got to do that in person. Yeah, I <laughs> it doesn't work so well if you're over Zoom and you're like, all right, here you go, right? You're feeling this. Nobody wanted to pay me. It was <laughs> so weird. Yeah, I'd walk them through them like, you smell like lavender now. And nah, I don't know, they, didn't, they weren't into it. Yeah, it's it's fascinating. And I know a couple of business owners who were like, yeah, you know, we they realized that they were just as productive working from home as they were in the office. So I think it's been a wake up call for a lot of people. And I think anybody who has invested in um, like business property, anybody who's got commercial real estate is going, oh, no, what's going to happen to all my buildings? Because you now don't need a 15,000 square foot building if you've got people working remotely or people that move back to Ohio and are working in California and, you know, it's going to be a very interesting transition. And one of the challenges that I see some of my clients with right now is they might have two kids in two different systems and one is still remote and one is now going back. And so there's this almost hurt feeling thing between the kids. There's a conflict between the kids of, you know, how come they get to go back or how come I don't get to stay home? And, you know, I, I think it's going to take a lot of patience with all of us and a lot of just being curious as to, you know, how are you feeling? How can we make this work? How can we, you know, just coming from that place of authenticity and curiosity and having some tougher conversations about what do you really want and how are we going to navigate that going forward? It's going to be an interesting, it's going to be an interesting couple of weeks for sure. Well, and so let's, so let's kind of talk about that. Cause I know you said something about, you know, the lists have been saving you. Right. Yeah. And, and so what are some things that people can go through? Like, you know, you just mentioned there of, hey, you need to start thinking about it and having some of these conversations with yourself, with your partner, maybe with your employer. Mm -hmm. So what what would kind of be the, the process that people would go through? You know, how do they kind of do that and figure out what they really want and, and what they should choose? Yeah, well, as you say, I think the first thing is, you know, what do you want? Uh, you know, I ask that question with every single coaching client, because if you don't know what you want, you can't get there. So I think it really is just sitting in that space and kind of reviewing the year and saying, what did I like from that? You know, I loved having lunch every day with my spouse, or I loved walking the dog in the morning before work. If you have to go back to an office, how do you then incorporate that kind of stuff in? Or if you're now working from home, how do, you know, how do you find that balance point of figuring out those specific things of what did you like about the last year? What didn't you like about the last year? And then how do you bring those things or eliminate those things into the new, new normal? Uh, I think that's really important. And that's actually, because I've now gotten so busy, one thing I want to think about is, you know, what have I liked? Um, mm -hmm. I've loved being able to have an after, you know, an unexpected afternoon free to go, let's go for a drive or let's go to the beach or, you know. Um, being able to have that free time, that spontaneous time, which I don't normally have because I'm so, I have to be with clients, you know, schedule driven. Um, 
So like today I had a couple of clients cancel and I went, woohoo. And I'm taking that time to catch up on my other stuff, unfortunately. Um, so I think that's the first thing is just figuring out what you liked and didn't like about this last year. And how do you keep that or eliminate that moving forward? I think that's one of the most important things. Um, and then getting curious about that, you know, asking your spouse, asking your partner, asking your kids, what did you guys like? How do you feel about this? How can we keep this going? What do you want this, this next phase to look like? And it's about not judging it, which is interesting because I have a client who, um, her boss, the manager of this organization is pretty strict about no one in the office. Um, if you could work from home, you had to work from home. They didn't even want you popping in to like pick up files. She was being so strict about it. And now that we're moving into coming back, she's, she took the coffee maker out. She doesn't want people around the coffee maker. She said, we will never again have a meeting in the conference room. We will. And so my client is looking at all this and going, uh, that's a little bit like you're taking the coffee maker out. You think the stand people at the espresso machine is going to spread COVID after everybody in the office has been vaccinated. So it's like, how do you navigate stuff like that? It's about, you know, being patient. But if you really want to piss employees <laughs> off, take away their coffee. Right, that yeah. is one of the worst ways to try to save costs or anything else. Well, no, know? she was worried about people yeah. gathering around the coffee machine and spreading COVID. It's like, okay, that's that's weird. You know, so I think there's going to also going to be that sort of like swing to the opposite extreme. You know, I used to go into that organization and do massage. I'm sure I'm not coming back. If they took <laughs> the coffee machine out, she's not going to have me in the building doing massage, which is fine. I don't have time. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's, I think it's, you know, identifying what you liked and didn't like writing that down and figuring out how to keep that stuff or eliminate that stuff going forward. I think that's a good first step. Well, I think as you're going through and doing those steps to also think about the different possibilities, right? Because again, I think so much of the time we, we believe a story that things have to be the way they are. Yeah. And, and especially now in today's environment, I mean, again, you know, people have, they don't have multiple jobs, they have multiple careers in multiple industries, right? And so again, if, you know, if, if you're looking at that and it's like, Hey, I want that spontaneous time. I don't want to have to be in an office from nine to five every day. Well, you know, again, your, your history and your, your habit side of it is probably going to say, well, but I'm an accountant. And so I have to be in the office from nine to five, let's say, right. Well, there's accounting jobs that don't require you to be in the office nine to five, right? There are other options. And in fact, even if you're trained in something like that, you can choose to switch careers as well into something that is going to provide you with more of that flexibility. And what you'll find is, I mean, a lot of times, especially like internet marketing companies, it don't matter when you do the work, right? I mean, one of my, one of my people they're they're working later at night, you know, he, yeah. he likes to get up at 12 o'clock and, but he Ooh. stays up until two or 3 AM. Yeah. So, you know, when you've got somebody like that, and especially when a lot of the tasks don't have to be, you know, direct client interfacing, there are more and more jobs now uh, that allow you some of that flexibility. That's another reason I think too, you know, we saw a big spike in entrepreneurism after yep. 2008, 2009. I think we're going to see that again now, right? Yeah. That, that another option might be maybe you start your own business 
-hmm. you know, as well. There's a lot of other options for people to be, we call them bench workers in the industry, but effectively, you know, you work for like a staffing company and people pull you off the bench to use you on projects and then you go back on the bench. So if, you know, this works out great for some people, they're like, hey, you know what? I want to work really hard for two or three months and then I want to take a month off. Great. So they get on a two or three month project. They work really hard for those two or three months. They go sit back on the bench and say, eh, I'm not available for the next month. Yeah. And they go travel Southeast Asia, right? I mean, there are people that do things like this in their job. And yeah. so there's just a lot more options now than there used to be. Oh, yeah. Well, and, you know, gone are the days, I think, where butt in the seat at nine, you get two 10-minute breaks, you get a half-hour lunch, you're done at 5.30, you get your pension, you get your... Those jobs don't exist anymore. And it's, it's great. We were watching um, a documentary on Netflix last night about video games and the video game industry. And the first episode, it was fun. The first episode was about Atari and like basically how home gaming started. And they talked to one of the founders of Atari who said, look, we, you know, Silicon Valley was mostly just, there was no Silicon Valley back then. Um, and he said, you know, you could show up in shorts and flip-flops. You didn't have to, you showed up whenever you wanted to, as long as you got your work done. If you came in at midnight and did your stuff, we didn't care. And just think about, you know, back in the eighties, how groundbreaking that would have been because stuff like that didn't exist. And so I think now so many people got used to that. And I have, I do, I have clients that are like, I've been working remote. I'm never going back to an office. I'm going to travel. I'm going to work remotely. I'm going to live where I want to. And you know, I can jump on Zoom if they need a meeting. And I went, cool, great. That's awesome. Well, it's interesting, like the video games too, right? I mean, again, people listening, you probably don't realize, but there are people making hundreds of thousands of dollars a year playing video games and having people watch them. Okay, this this is actually a way that people make money now, right? So the possibilities are really endless. And I mean, again, it's like, Sometimes it'll be a 15-year-old kid making three, dollars $400,000 a year just playing video games after school. Yeah. I mean, right? I mean, that, that didn't exist 20 years ago, but it does now. So there's lots of different options if you don't limit yourself yeah. when, when, you, when you're having these discussions. Yeah. So I think it's about being curious. I think it's about being open. It's about being courageous and setting those boundaries and um, knowing what you want. You know, figure out what you liked and didn't like and and try to incorporate that back in. Yeah. Yep. Because I think, again, it's, you know, like you said, we were we were given a gift in some ways. I mean, as, as hard as this last year or so has been, I think it's really been a gift for a lot of people because it forces us, it kind of slaps us around a little bit and makes us start to have some of these questions, which is great because, yeah. you know, again, if you're in your 30s or 40s, it's better to have some of those discussions with yourself and with other people at that time, instead of the typical midlife crisis that happens in the fifties. Right. Yeah. And, and that's usually, that's again, why, why the midlife crisis happens because, you know, we go through for so long and then we go, Holy shit, I'm, I might only live another 20 or 30 years. What am I going to do with the rest of my life? Mm-hmm. And the more that you consciously choose what it is that you want to do and not have those expectations of what other people expect you to do, yes, but actually do what you want to do, then your life really, you're much more aligned, you're much more free, if you will, 
and you're happier, right? Yeah. Because again, you're not doing the grind, you're doing things that are actually helping you, right? Yeah. Making you happy, the things that you love to do as well. Well, and to that exact point, um, what are your values? You know, we did an episode way when we first started the show talking about our values. Have your values changed over the last year? You know, do you now value more free time? Do you value more fun? Do you value more spontaneity? Is it still about fame, fortune, and accomplishment? So, you know, sit down and really think about what values were illustrated during this year and moving forward, are your choices in alignment with that? Because I know my values have changed and I need to sit down and figure out how to balance that all now that it's everything's back. So yeah, what do you, what do you value? and bring that back in. Fabulous, fabulous. All right, so that's how you prepare for the new, new normal, right? Start having some of those discussions with yourself, figure out what you wanna actually do, and then just go out and start doing it. And you know what, the worst thing, maybe you make a decision you don't like. Make a new one, Yeah. <laughs> right? We can always change our mind. We're not, we're not stuck in stone um, in, in what we choose to do. Yeah. Absolutely. Yay. This has been awesome. I'm so glad we had this conversation about the new, new normal. I'm hoping there's not a new, new, new normal because I, I don't think I can handle that. <laughs> That's going to be new, too many new news. Too, too, yeah, too new, new. <laughs> Just <laughs> too one, new too news. Two new what? news. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. Hey, <laughs> I'm Kathy Groover. I can be reached at kathygroover.com. And I'm Jason Mefford. I can be reached at jasonmefford.com. So go out, have some of these conversations with yourself this week, and we'll catch you on the next episode of the Fire and Earth podcast. See ya. See ya.